Hello and welcome to 15 Minutes in Hell. I'm Ed Zitron. Joining me today is Dave Weigel, national political reporter over at Semaphore. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So in the 2019 movie Joker, the lead character Arthur Fleck asked, is it me or is it getting crazier out there? Would you agree? Yeah, I think we've all been a little bit Joker-fied in the last yeah. five years. And I, I wish I had a more entertaining answer. I just think if you... And figure out what the what has been missing and what has been added to the conversation. Certainly, social media drove us nuts. That's the easy way. That's the easy way to do it. Right. You got a little anger button in your on your hand all, at all times, and you don't have the newspaper that you could unfold and say, "Ah, oh, grain prices," and just discover things that maybe don't make you angry. It's just all all rage all the time. I don't think materially there's certain things that are worse, but not not to the level of we think things are worse now. I've lived through you know, pretty bad recessions where people were not as despondent as they are every single day online. It feels kind of like I moved to America in 2008, end of 2008. It feels like that. It yeah, feels it was a recession, same. but that was much worse. Everything was much worse then. But also it feels that it's that level of panic. And I, I've been struggling with this a lot because on Blue Sky, I saw something recently where it's like, people are just completely disconnected from reality. Unemployment is low. This and it was all of these stats. It was saying it's obvious. It's obviously better, and it's it almost feels like there is a huge disconnection between reality, quote unquote, as in things like unemployment and inflation, all of that, and people's actual experiences. Well, and a job is not just a job. Uh, it is there are certain jobs that are not just more lucrative but more rewarding. And I wasn't trying to sound blasé. Like, no, no, get no, over it. I the economy is great. But certainly things that were bad in 2008, uh, there was a chance they might get better. Uh, I'm thinking of basic stuff like you join a company and you've got a locked in job and you get a pension. Uh, that's gone. Right. Um, you don't have to sign NDAs or everything. That's gone. Work got worse over this period. So people are now living through even a time when things bounce back. Uh, the only the only bright spot in politics the last year, and it's I'm broadening the definition of politics to include this maybe, uh, is labor labor unions is getting their their share because of the tight market that's pretty good that's right. the one thing we didn't really have in 2008 2009 everything else if you're just a, a worker and that's most people uh not, not much better i mean uh, maybe you get lucky from one year but you don't get as lucky as your your parents did if you're if you're my age if your parents are baby boomers you're never gonna get that safe secure job again you're always gonna have more uncertainty you're not gonna have the kind of house they had that stuff is just uh that stayed bad, but you used to have, again, less of a cornucopia of negative stuff at all times. I think the combination of things remaining bad and the news getting worse, that's what's the derangement cocktail. And just to be clear, when I when I push back there, it wasn't actually on what you said, because you are it's objectively right. The standard of living is better. We have more access to things that are good. Things are a bit more convenient. But I feel TV's like flatter the, than ever. But that, I just don't think most people understand that, nor experience. That's that I think is the disconnection with a lot of the media on this subject. I'm not even saying you. I'm just saying in general, right. because it just feels. No, and that what, what I've always tried to do in my in my career, maybe not always. You say always, and you leave out the yeah, years. Yeah, so it'll find you. But what I, I always I try to do two things. One, let me write about politics for the person who's just plugged in and can't get enough, just just got faced out down the trough, you know, gasping for air. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and also the person who doesn't care about this stuff. 
let me understand the person who's who just says, I, I just I just want to grill, man. I don't have to pay attention to this primary. I don't pay attention to that stuff. And and I think the things that have gotten worse are uh, both camps, both both sorts of people are, are getting what they want here. If you want to be panicky about Trump all the time, you can do that. You want to be panicky about Democrats all the time. You can do that. If you don't care about these people. You've got a sense, oh, I voted for some stuff to change and stuff didn't change, so I'm more despondent than ever. I should say, and this is all at the national level, if you talk to people right. about whether they like their governor, you, they usually say, yeah, he's fine. Uh, <laughs> I blame other people for my problems. Yeah. It feels like our local government's doing okay, I guess, but uh, the country is careening out of control and no one, no one has any idea how to stop it. That's, that's the, general, the general attitude of somebody who is, has too much of a life to pay super close attention to this stuff. That's federalism, baby. Well, yeah, that's a good answer. It, but how much do you, and on the subject of like social media driving people insane, how much do you think social media actually affects elections though? These are such a big questions. I, uh, only got 15 minutes. For that, I know for that reason, <laughs> I, I think that they affect the most active people, the most active people who are hyped up at all times. And that is what we've been covering since a lot, every, between every presidential election. There's a lot, elections that fewer people vote in. Uh, they certainly affect affect that more. They also affect what the media covers because of national news organizations continue to exist and in some cases thrive, not all of them, but exist big enough where they got a, a big old team covering the, the whole country. I, I, I left for the start of a, a big paper for the startup, which is also trying to cover the whole country, cover D.C. That exists, but you are less aware of what's happening locally because that got hollowed out. Uh, right. And so you know less about what is happening around you unless you are a junkie and you might be just imbibing stuff that's not important to you. Um, I, I find this with every, every every month there's this sort of amnesiac news cycle where – and I'm not denouncing any of these stories saying they weren't good stories. But somebody will say, hey, while we were talking about other stuff, uh, Donald Trump wrote out, rolled out 10 new plans of how to seize the, the machinery of federal government to do right. things that no president's ever done. And there's another freak out, and there's usually the, the most boring reaction to this, which is, why is this not on A1 of every newspaper? Why is this not the only news? In the co-? Well, it was, and then you forgot about it. Yeah, it, it was covered. Another... You just didn't read it. Yeah, that level of national and, – and my thing is that's fine if you just want to read this story every few months and say, ah, oh, well, my, I'm going to readjust my priors and maybe don't like that guy so much. Um, but you're not getting the steady, here is how the government is affecting me day to day that might – because you might instead say – I wish somebody would just drop a big bomb on this government and not literally don't do that, uh, but, but just drop something that explodes this and so that we can rebuild it. That's the attitude you, you get because you're not getting the, a daily in, uh, daily grind of, OK, here is here's some stuff that worked pretty well and here's some stuff that didn't. Maybe we should fix the stuff that doesn't. Yeah. You, you just don't get that like you used to. Uh, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not in a position to fix it. Like I, I just retweet local newspapers when I can. That's my contribution. Yeah, it's- so actually, on the subject of Semaphore, why yeah. did you leave the Washington Post for that? Not saying it was a bad move, just yeah. a lot of good journalists have moved there. I'm just curious. Yeah, well, it was very specific to this place. Uh, so Ben Smith, the editor-in-chief I've known for, for years. Lots of people know him, but I, I, I think thir- 12 years ago, he was trying to recruit me to the last thing he, were, he ran. And I... I had this worry that I just been talking through to you now that most people are just tuning out of the traditional news organizations. Legacy is, if is, is a word that you heard Republicans use to try to demean it. 
uh, and they just don't trust it. And I would find this at the Post. I'd go up and talk to people and say, I'm from this paper, you've heard of it. And Republican voters didn't want to talk to me because they had notions. And Democrats would talk to me because they thought it was a resist- resistance spear-carrying organization. Uh, and I, I, I could tell, as, as good as the paper was, as good as reputation was, oh, there's a g- bunch of people who don't follow this anymore. I mean, they get, they, they get their information from people they trust who may not have ever reported it. They might just be pointing to the headlines on TikTok. Um, that was pretty compelling to me. Is I not let me go to some other news organization, but let's let's do something new. Has uh, the only reputation coming in is the people who worked for it, really. And the way we write the articles is here's a chunk at the top that's the bare news that's maybe 400 words. The rest of the article that your opinions, your quotes, that's all beneath it. Uh, I think that worked pretty well. Uh, that, but that was really what compelled me was okay. There, uh, there's the, there's a strategy for writing news differently that we're going to try out. Maybe this is the last attempt uh, by to do something brand new. And it made a lot of sense to me. And I think it, it actually worked because um, I did find that at big, at big news organizations, uh, there's the care, there's the experimenting with, you know, how you package it or what sort of uh, bells and, and video whistles you put on it. But the overall uh, the quicker way to explain it, because it's a 15 minute podcast. The, the story we never want to write is this thing. The times did a couple couple days ago, which was trying to explain what Biden was announcing about uh, Antrac funding and saying in a speech that didn't touch on on our on new polling that shows him losing re-election, he said this. And our strategy is, why do you care that you can if you want to read about the poll, you can. Here's what he said. Here's whether it's true. Here's what, how it would impact you. And then later it's and this all happens in the context of bad polling. That that right. that that simple version of things, and it's only I'm describing a certain sort of story that I write, a politics story. But that idea, like, all right, we figure right. people have started to tune out of the traditional style that tries to pack everything into one paragraph. We can't do it anymore. So when you when you speak to people for it, are they more willing to talk now? Can you talk to conservative voters again? Yeah, well, there's a little bit of the here's a new thing that we started. At, I here's my card. Usually, you can look me up. Uh, I always check people too if I'm using a quote, and this is this is really anybody. Um, and th- this happened last week, where uh, I will I will send the quote that I'm using back, not to say, uh, "Hey, do you want this to be on or off the record?" Just to say, "Hey, we talked this. I'm quoting it." I, I have had yeah, this. This I is, had what, a guy this I is how to. you were being represented. Yeah, this that the the no surprises rule, which I think a lot of people do. Some people think is 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 bad. There's actually I think a d- debate on but whether you don't this change is anything idea. based on you don't it, change though. it. No, I was just saying, last week I had a guy who said, I don't remember saying that, and then I confirmed that he actually had said it. He said, well, if I said it, that's fine. But we, instead of me publishing the story and him, him saying, I'm going to talk to your boss, sir, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. uh, me saying that. I'm like, nope, it's on tape. You said it. Uh, just so you know, that's the part of our 10-minute conversation showing up. That helped a lot. That's, I was already doing that at the Post, but I found it that this, at this publication, people said, oh, great. I talked to you guys and you used it. Awesome. That's new. I'm not, you know, the paragraph uh, 20 right after a bunch of stuff that I disagree with that use only a part, portion of my quote. I don't think every, obviously, every critique of the media is correct. I think a lot of it's self-serving. But I felt that. I felt this idea that I'm reading a newspaper and, you know, I want to see what the headline was. I don't want to see you know, all this other stuff that you guys pack in it and demand I pay for. Yeah. And, well, on that note, though, what would you actually check? What has actually... I realized I was about to ask what has gone wrong in the news media, which is a little bit oh, of a no. conversation. But what right. would you actually change in general? What is the thing? Are, are there any like simple changes that could be done? Like what? Could- oh, I'm, oh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I think it's 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 on the demand end. It's the consumer 
what what do people get obsessed with? Uh, what do people who need to know something get obsessed with? And I so I worked at Bloomberg for about a year, and right. I, I I stuck it kept with me the idea that information that moves markets is interesting and information that does not move markets is less interesting. I don't mm-hmm. think that's wrong. I think there is a lot of news you can read that doesn't really affect you. Uh, there is uh, I do think what politicians say matters and what promises they make matters. And I like covering that stuff. Um, but I think it's just, it's more the, the reader needs to have a better idea. Like, what do you want to know? <laughs> do you want to just, because if you turn on cable, which gets late ratings and can drive other stuff happening in campaigns. I mean, I'll, I'll show up in Iowa and people saw something on cable and they're voting that way. Uh, it's, it's, it's mostly just, uh, Hey, somebody said something on Twitter. Can we argue about it? That's stupid. I feel it's up to the reader to say, do that on Twitter. Yeah. Or I don't need it at all. (laughs) I can just like my kids tighter or something and and not pay attention to this. I think it's, you need to go and say, okay, there's information here. Is this new or is it saying a report somewhere else said this? Okay. Well, if I'm, if it says a report somewhere else, then I'll go read that. Do I need to know this? I think you have the ability to, to like Tony Robbins, <laughs> you have the power to to read these stories and, and get better better news than than what you are being served. For the organization themselves, it's like yeah, do do good stuff. Have people file, filing information requests. Have people breaking things into. I feel like the the time in the new in the political news cycle that's always pretty great is when candidates have to release how much money they raised and who they raised it from. Right. And they just unleash it. It's like, all right, you don't have time to go through all this, but we just put everyone into this chart. We found that, you know, um, uh, Harlan Crow uh, sent money to Cornell West. That stuff's inarguable. Nobody says, no, you didn't. It's, it's a, it's a document. We have the document. So yeah, for the reader, just finding more news that is original and based on stuff that happened unless that's uh Five people on Twitter had a problem with this thing. I mean, I hate that. I feel like I this is my most identifiable characteristic because I really do hate that and never use it. Uh, well, five, what the five people we found five weirdos story. X draws controversy. Here is one Twitter user said. If you see the phrase, just one Twitter user said, just close that tab. You're not going to get anything out of it. It almost feels that that is the next stage of the we fa- what five Trump voters think of this yeah. thing. Yeah, except it's even more polarized. And I think I think one of the biggest problems that uh, you probably face this more than anyone, though your organization maybe not so much, is that new people keep conflating news and entertainment. It's like how do we? Ins- it's almost like an inspiration problem. Like, do you know how important this is without me influencing you? Yes, the that that happens a lot. There's one of my favorite annoying questions to ask people is it's very common for people to say they when they're referring to some entity that did something and i'll say who right. is they and not as a troll <laughs> not as i'm gonna i'm gonna expo- expose you with facts and logic but really who do you think this is and this happens a lot in in presidential primaries is oh well they they don't I mean, ron DeSantis did this over the weekend uh i'm gonna be debating kevin newsom because they might swap him out well who who's that who who's is that who yeah. is the he means the D- the democratic national committee and you could report on how that would work but other, other than that if people just start because there's, there's a sort of fake savviness uh, I've um, seen throughout my career where something that might be hard to understand, if you have a dumb but uh, cool-sounding explanation, you can sound like you're an expert. Like, well, right. the real story happening here is some stuff I made up The and it, because I did not have days to investigate what is actually happening. Um, that, yeah, that's that's a choice you can make is, is avoid is avoid the flashy stuff and say, well, where, where did this come from? Because so, – a lot of the stuff that holds up, I always also just check what what story a year later held up pretty well. Um, most stuff doesn't. Most stuff is just we you know talk to. I mean, you 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 do a lot of 
tech reporting and criticism of this. My God, <laughs> that industry. Uh, it, it is awful to look back and see headlines about some obvious scam that just were published because they know how to pump that and get in front of tech right. journalists, right? I don't want to dite all tech journalists, but that it, when I look at my own industry, I'm like, well, at least we're not telling people to invest in something that falls apart in six months. We, at worst, we're telling you... Something that falls apart in four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, those clowns. Oh. Those clowns no, and yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been wonderful speaking to you, Dave. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I think we figured everything out. Thank you oh, for yeah, this, we, this great non-rambling it. format. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Okay, you've been listening to 15 Minutes in Hell. I'm Ed Zitron. You can find out more at wheresyoured.at slash podcast. Join us on the Discord chat dot Thanks so much for listening. That was fantastic.